Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking. Time for thinking. Change so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Oh, oh, oh. wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Maybe then yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Wake them up. Get them the heck going. It's Friday on B&E. It is uh, off we go into the weekend. Great weekend it is. Started yesterday with some great opening day Major League Baseball action. Good college hoops last night. A lot to recap and a lot to look forward to. Longhorns are ha- more than halfway through spring football practice. We'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian after their eighth workout yesterday where he's at with the team. Pleased and uh, still more to come. Two weeks to the orange-white scrimmage. Down there at the stadium, we got plenty on that front as well. Lots to do. It's going to be a great Friday. Glad you're with us as we wrap up the month of March with the final day into April tomorrow. And uh, what a weekend we have on tap. Final fours in both uh, the men's and women's brackets. NCAA tournament uh, tonight and tomorrow down in Houston and in Dallas. We'll preview those big games and get you ready for a weekend. Uh, It's going to be a fun one. Glad you're with us on this Friday morning. However you find us here on the show of the people, we make it as easy as possible. You could hear us on 104, or could be listening on 104.9 on the FM dial. Could be 101.9 FM, maybe AM 1260, and certainly digitally uh, on your Horn app. Take us wherever you go, always on your smart speaker, and always live and local. And you can watch us on our Twitch channel at hornfm.com. Mr. Godbolt. Good morning to soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Should be a, a decent weekend. Really, really should. Uh, weather is starting to warm up a little bit, and next week we'll get some rain, showers here or there, but that's all right. We can use the rain. Now we'll get those um, April showers, bring May flowers. Exactly the flowers right. are out all over. And, and to those coming into our fair city, I think it's – is this – Texas Relay Weekend. Texas Relay Weekend. Everybody be careful out there. Well, it's going to be crowded uh, yes, if you're headed downtown, that's for sure, because uh, Texas Relays are here uh, down at the Mike A. Myers traffic, track, traffic, track facility. That'd be traffic, traffic facility, too. And we mentioned that the Country Music Television Awards are here uh, in Austin this weekend, and they're having concerts right on Congress. they got a big stage set up right in front of the Capitol at 10th Street, so a lot of streets are shut down in the evenings, in the afternoon and evenings, to get ready for those shows, and 
and whatever's going on there. So, yeah, downtown will be a bit of a mess. We've got things going on all over. The kite festivals this weekend. Yep. Down at Zilker Park. We'll talk to somebody coming up there. Buta, Buta celebrating its birthday, Buta birthday down south. So, a lot of fun stuff going on this weekend in Austin, Texas. And uh, see you, Mr. Farmer's Almanac, say it's going to be nice. Yeah, it'll be okay. fine. It'll okay. be okay. Yeah, the weather's going to start. We may even touch the 90s next week. That's all right. I don't mind touching the 90s. Yeah. Actually, today barely. it's supposed to be a 91-degree yeah. day. Let's just touch it yeah, and 90. move along. There's a chance for a scattered shower or two here and there, but uh, maybe a little bit more than that as far as the rain goes. But 91 for the high temperature today. Muggy and wet potentially to start your Friday and into your busy weekend with a lot to do. And uh, um, we'll get you in there. And uh, you ready for the weekend, my friend? We, I am. You, uh, everybody work, who sang that song? Is that everybody working for the weekend? Is that... Uh, what eighties? What eighties band was that? Everybody's it's working for the weekend. Is that Rick Springfield? Rick Springfield. That, come on, man! Somebody's got a my my music brain is not on at six oh four this morning yet. Um, one of you guys have to know that for me. That is a Lover Boy. Thank you, Lover Boy. Lover Boy. Lover Boy. Yeah, everybody's working for I've the got weekend. Plenty of those from the great band around. Lover Boy of the '80s. Let's get it going as we are into your weekend. Uh, all right, let's start with the headlines, trending topics. Get you caught up. Make sure you're uh, fully aware as you start your final day of the week, final day of the month. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Trending topics lead with uh, Texas football. Longhorns now past the halfway point of spring spring practices. They went their eighth practice yesterday morning. After which, head coach Steve Sarkeesian. Had a media availability, discuss the team's progress and what's to come. When I told them when they came off the field, I said, hey, we were good today, but we could have been better, right? You guys have set a standard here that that is very high, and, and they've worked to create that standard. And now our job is to meet that standard and then exceed it to create a new standard. All right, Texas will wrap up with a scream, uh, spring, uh, scrimmage tomorrow. The orange-white scrimmage to wrap up the spring comes two weeks later, April 15 at DKR. Major League Baseball. Uh, 15 games we told you yesterday on opening day to highlight the start of the season. All 30 teams in action, including down at Minute Maid Park in Houston, where the World Series champion Astros unveiled their championship banner, had quite the party, but the White Sox spoiled the party. Andrew Vaughn's tie-breaking two-run double off of uh, Ryan Presley in the ninth inning lifted Chicago to a 3-2 win, snapped Houston's 10 straight opening day win streak, and get the victory there in the first game of that three-game series. Better result in Arlington for the Rangers and their fans. Philadelphia Phillies jumped on Texas starter Jacob DeGrom, took a 5-0 lead, but the Rangers Rangers roared back nine runs in the fourth and rolled to an 11-7 opening day victory. College baseball, big-time Big 12 series opening tonight in Stillwater. 21st-ranked Texas facing 17th-ranked Oklahoma State. Longhorns enter the series at 19-7, and they've won 15 in a row. Longest win streak in the nation. Cowboys are 20-6 and on the year, 16-1 and at home this season. Texas head coach David Pierce discussed the road challenge with us here yesterday on B&E. Well, they've hit 50 home runs, and they're very physical. I think what we have to do is understand that we're so, and so much better when we attack hitters and make them earn it, trust our defense, and then just continue to do what we do against some really quality pitching and a fight with two strikes and don't give in a, a, any at-bats. And if we do that, you know, we'll, we'll go compete and see what happens. Game one set for 6 o'clock tonight. Lucas Gordon getting the ball on Friday night. Also this weekend, huge challenge for the 8th-ranked Texas softball team. They travel to Norman to face top-ranked Oklahoma for three games. Sooners number one in the nation. Powerhouse Texas sitting at number eight. Uh, college basketball, Mean Green of North Texas are the champions of the NIT tournament. They got the win last night in Vegas in the NIT championship game. Uh, beat UAB, their conference rivals, 68-61. It's the first NIT crown in school history. Caps their best season ever, obviously. After which, promptly their head coach, Grant McCaslin, 
was hired to be the new head coach at Texas Tech. 46-year-old Plain was an assistant under, under Scott Drew at Baylor for head coaching stints at Arkansas State, then North Texas, now a six-year contract with the Red Raiders. Speaking of college basketball, men's and women's NCAA tournament, tournament Final Fours set for this weekend, both here in Texas. American Airlines Center in Dallas tonight. It's the women's national semifinal, six-seed uh, Virginia Tech meeting third seed LSU at 6 o'clock tonight, followed by Iowa and the National Player of the Year, Caitlin Clark, facing mighty South Carolina. The Gamecocks are the defending national champs and end of the game on a 42-game win streak. Then tomorrow night, NRG Stadium in Houston. It's a Final Four on the men's side, unlike any before. Ninth-seeded Florida Atlantic meeting fifth-seeded San Diego State at just after 5 o'clock tomorrow night, followed by fourth-seeded UConn facing Miami, the five-seed. Winners will meet for the championship on Monday night. And the light night in the NBA, only two games. How about the Boston Celtics? They posted a statement win in Milwaukee. Roll in. Jason Tatum scored 40. Jalen Brown added 30. Celtics steamroll the league's best team, 140 to one, uh, to 99. Celtics shot 22 of 43 from three-point range. They're within two games of the Bucks now for the best record in the Eastern Conference. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, so uh, Loverty, I got a bunch of Lover Boys in on the Specs text line. Thank you very, very much. That was the 80s cult classic. Everybody's working for the weekend. And, yeah, opening day was pretty darn good. Uh, you know, last year's opening day games, that lasted uh, an average of three hours and 11 minutes. The 15 games yesterday, two hours, 45 minutes. So, you know, inside three hours, which having uh, watched a lot of baseball yesterday, including the Astros game and the Rangers game, there's good pace to them. They're moving. Uh, and that's what uh, – what uh, you know, the, the baseball leadership was looking for, faster games, more action, because you can't shift all over the, the place with your infield and outfield anymore. There are rules to that, which is going to open up some hitting lanes and uh, more base runners. Which And then the base runners, because of the pitch clock, more base, bases will be stolen, uh, almost guaranteed, because of the new rules that are in place. They also have bigger bases, Buck. They've added... They look like big. They've got size. Well, which how many how many how many plays have you seen on a tag that are a Guys, centimeter? Oh yeah, for I mean, sure. I mean, the, the the bases have been, you know, they've added. Uh, it looks like a pizza box now. So you know, go get it, go steal one. Well, obviously, baseball doesn't change often. They're they're not prone to it, but you know, they've they've got they've got to have more offense. They've got to have more action. They've got to have more base runners in motion and and highlighting the athleticism of the players instead of just. Strikeouts and home runs and overpowering hundred mile an hour pitching. You got to get the ball in play, and uh, you know that's what these roles are about. And we saw it yesterday. I thought there was some exciting baseball played yesterday inside three hours, which is a good thing. Yeah, uh, what was the average yesterday? About two forty. Two forty five. Two forty five. Which is, you know, and I mentioned opening day last yeah. year was three eleven. So they shaved you know, thirty minutes, twenty six minutes off of the average game. And like the longest game was, uh, you know, Red Sox Orioles, but it was a ten nine game. Went three hours and ten minutes. But it's just all the wasted time that was going on between pitches, and uh, that's the stuff that, that is moving quicker. And it's also cool. Better get to those. Better get to the get your Bud Light skis and get them down. You don't get a lot of time. You don't, don't get a lot, lot of no. time, man. Uh, well, the other part, if you were watching any of the games yesterday, Dylan Cease for the White Sox, who pitched tremendously against Houston. By the way, I loved hearing Roger Clemens in the booth last night on the uh, ESPN game with Carl Ravitch and that ball game. The Rocket was up there. I thought that sounded really good, but... Uh, you know, you know, it was a great pitcher's duel in Houston with Framber Valdez going toe-to-toe with, with Dylan Cease, who was unbelievable. Uh, Jeremy Pena, the Astro leadoff man in there for Jose Altuve, led off the game with a hit. Cease then retired 19 in a row. Astros couldn't touch the guy. He was, he was just electric. But, you know, the, the new technology, you know, we know the sign-stealing scandals of, of the past, 
he has a little uh, gizmo on his on his wristband, and he calls the pitches for himself. I mean, we see pitchers doing this all over Major League Baseball now. The catcher wears the same gizmo on his wristband, and either the, the catcher could call the pitch with an electronic, you know, touching a button, but what we're seeing a lot now, including Shohei Otani last night with the Angels. Dylan They're doing Cease, their own thing. Yeah, they call their own pitches. So Dylan Cease would get the ball, he'd push the button. Actually, he'd push the button before uh, the ball would even get back to him. And, you know, he's calling his own game out there. And that speeds up the game. He's not shaking people off and, no, no, I want this, I want this. He tells the catcher, here's what's coming, be ready. And he's the one in control of the game, which I think a lot of pitchers, you heard Roger Clemens, if you were watching the game last night, talking about that. He said, I used to call my own game. Uh, before we had technology like that, it would be my, with my facial inspection. Is I would be telling the catcher what what's coming, and uh, we would be on the same page. But now you can just do it with a, a touch of a button with modern technology. So I thought pretty good opening day. Rangers, T.Y., your Rangers got her done, man. How about uh, nine runs in the fourth? Jacob DeGrom got rocked a little bit. He didn't have his best stuff in his open. First inning was great. He blew away the Phillies oh, for yeah. the first couple of you know first three batters. But then they got got to him the second time through the order, put a five spot on the board, a couple of home runs, and. Uh, but the Rangers, a lot of that's more run support than Jacob Grom ever saw as a Met. I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, and a lot <laughs> different last year. That was that was an issue um, for some of the Rangers pitchers last year. So I mean, Degrom still had like seven strikeouts. Obviously, got roughed up early, but I expect him to get back and uh, be a top flight pitcher like he has. Long been season, and he made it out of game one without being hurt. Hey, <laughs> but now we're up six. It's we're up one, so yeah, six games. Hey. Got a six game buffer right yeah, now. Yeah, Ty mentioned yesterday made the assurance that by the All Star break, the Rangers would be within five games of the Astros, which I don't disagree with. I think it's highly likely that they are, but uh, can they be with five games inside five games with five games to play? That becomes oh. the question because it's a long season and the Astros aren't healthy yet. They've got four or five key guys that are not in their lineup, and um, you know, that was some, I, you know, it was a tie game one one. Astros had a one nothing lead and. Um, you know the bullpen, you know, the 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 gopher ball in the eighth inning that they gave up the home run to tie it, and then uh, you know, Ryan Presley came in their closer, who he was a, one of the star players for the world, the USA team on the World Baseball Classic, so he's been you know already used pretty heavily to start uh, the season. He was in the game in a tie game, which is not his normal role, and he gave up a he didn't look great last night for the Astros. Gave up those two runs. Jordan Alvarez hit a shot to the moon in the ninth inning to make it a three-two game. And uh, wasn't enough. The Astros had a chance in the ninth, but the White Sox get the win there. So good baseball. Uh, hope springs eternal across Major League Baseball because uh, everybody's 0-0. And now 15 teams are 1-0 and 15 teams are 0-1. That's right. Your Yankees are 1-0, but Garrett Cole looking good. How about Al- Aaron yeah, we Judge don't, we don't on his we, first at-bat? Yeah, we don't generally let teams just score against us. We don't worry about any of that stuff. They get zero. Well, you know what's kind of cool about watching Aaron Judge hit a home run on opening day? after re-signing that mega deal with the Yankees, is that the team they played, the Giants, remember it looked like he was going to be a Giant? That's right. Remember, we, like, I, we came in here that morning during the free agency and They period. said they were going to do everything in their power. Well, yeah, like the, the reports, you know, I get here, when, when you get here at 445, 5 in the morning, so you fire up the Twitter machine and then the newswire, and the reports are abound that Aaron, because this was during the winter meet, the meetings out in, in Arizona, or where it was, San Diego, I think is where the meetings were, and the, the the thought was that as everybody went to bed last night, Aaron Aaron Judge is going to sign with the Giants this morning. Aaron Judge is going to sign with the San Francisco Giants. Well, Tight. during the show, bang, here's uh, the yep. Yankees coming in and getting the deal done. He's back to New York, and what do you know, the first game they're playing against the Giants, he hits a home run. Yankees win it 5 to nothing. what could have been. Of course, um, Aaron Judge from the Bay Area. So San Francisco was a, a possibility 
for sure. So there's your baseball. Looking forward to the baseball and softball this weekend. Texas playing uh, the men, the baseball team playing at Oklahoma State in Stillwater. You heard David Pierce in our update. We talked to Coach Pierce yesterday. Likes where his team is, but they face a big challenge this weekend uh, in a tough place to play. What did Coach say? The Oklahoma State 50 home runs wow. already this year. Uh, they play in a hitter's park, and pitching will be at a premium. The outs will be at a premium this weekend. And then, yeah, Texas softball playing the powerhouse, the mighty Oklahoma Sooners for three this weekend. That first game tonight is going to be in Oklahoma City, and then they'll go back to campus on Norman to play two games Saturday, Sunday. So Yeah, that softball game will be fun. Is that one versus eight? One versus, one versus eight. eight. That'd be good stuff. Yeah, one versus eight. I mean, that, it kind of feels, you know, the way the Big 12 goes, that everything that they've prepared for with Mike White until now is for mm-hmm. this weekend. Can you, yes. can you go in and can compete with the best team? And uh, That's kind of the story in Dallas for the women's Final Four. Can anybody beat South Carolina? Uh, and if anybody can, it might be tonight with Iowa and the National Player of the Year, uh, Caitlin Collins, who... Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark, I should say. In their uh, Elite Eight win, she had a 40-point triple-double. Oh, yeah. Scored 70-plus points in the two games of last weekend. You know, sometimes an individual player of that magnitude can can they overcome a mighty team like South Carolina, who's won 42 straight. There you go. we got uh, good sports this weekend on tap. Basketball, baseball, softball, and track and field. I watched a little golf yesterday. I was saying, Antonio, I didn't see much San of the Valero Texas okay. Open. You know, they had a lightning delay. Yeah, well, there was there And was fog, fog and lightning delay. You know, we had that fog yesterday. They had a fog delay and a lightning delay. So they didn't get cranking until later on in the morning. And then I saw the, what I did see of the golf at uh, TPC San Antonio. The wind was up. Oh, boy. I mean, and that's always – it seems to always be windy north side of San Antonio. You know what I'm saying? 1604. Yes. So they play that tournament. Uh, and now Jordan Spieth's not playing this weekend. No. He would he won that thing two years ago. Ricky Fowler's there. Ricky has to win in order to get to the Masters. I do see Cooch on the leaderboard. Justin Lauer is the leader ahead of Matt Kuchar and Patty Harrington. How about Patty Harrington still going? The old man playing with those kids. The old man with all these young youngsters out there. So yeah, the PGA Tour is in San Antonio, state of Texas, rocking and rolling. Got the. Uh, you know, the biggest event in track and field is in Austin this weekend. The biggest event in uh, golf is down in San Antonio. And, of course, the men's and women's Final Fours in Dallas and Houston. So, plenty to do. Plus, Major League Baseball in Arlington and Houston. Good stuff. How come the Longhorns have to go to Oklahoma? Who wants to go to stinking Oklahoma on the same weekend? Wow. That's no good. That ain't good. That ain't good at all. And it's good that, you know, as, as football is starting to wind down, too, for spring and spring games just around the corner. It sounds like Sark's very, very excited about what he sees from some of these, these kind of newcomers getting into some new spots for him. Yeah, we're going to hear from Sark coming up on the progress, especially the quarterbacks. Uh, really optimistic and positive about the, uh, the development of Quinn Ewers and what he has uh, put forth here since the bowl game. And we saw him in the bowl game in the loss. You know, he missed some early throws, but boy, he, was, he gave the Longhorns every opportunity mm-hmm. to win that football game. Uh, some would question the game plan in that game. And then, of course, the drop balls and the mistakes the Longhorns made, and Washington got the victory. But Quinn Ewers played well. And um, that is sounds like it's led into January, February, and the winter workouts. We know he, he cut the mullet, right? Guy with the uh, yep. Got a little more uh, more mature haircut going, and sounds like he is having a, a nice little spring here. So we'll hear from Sark on the quarterbacks. Also, another guy that Sark pointed out yesterday, Buck, I know you've been talking about and we've been waiting on, uh, really pleased with where Alfred Collins is. Alfred Collins. In his big, senior year. This is his senior year, correct? I do believe that is true. Uh, and, look, he's been through the whole 
you know, coaching changes and different defensive line coaches. And then even when Texas, when Steve Sarkeesian came in with Bo Davis, they moved positions for him. Uh, the previous staff had him playing more on the outside. Texas wanted to drop him inside. So he's been dealing with that and uh, changing his body to fit what they want him to do. Uh, but in the end, he's just got to play with a consistent motor, right? Absolutely. And not be thinking on the field. We'll hear Sark coming up talking about uh, Alfred Collins out of He's uh, a good looking bus guy for sure. Oh, man. He's the guy, you know. First I'm sure, off, I'm sure last weekend when, uh, you know, certain when they had the pro day and all, oh, yeah. the, all oh, the coaches yeah. were in. Heck yeah, NFL GMs and, and and folks, and then they had the the coaches corner or the coaches clinic weekend. Uh, all the all the NFL types are going. Who is that guy? No who's, kidding. Who's that big ninety eight with the long arms and the great big body and the Him big and shoulders? Banks. They're looking at Banks and looking <laughs> at that guy Banks. going, wow. Yeah. Hey, what what's up with those two? But yeah, we'll hear Sark on that. Also on. Uh, uh, the 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 competition in this camp. We talked about it going in. You got to earn your spot. Got to earn your your reps and your snaps. Uh, there, he'll also reset what the Kyle Shanahan experience was like because that coach's clinic that they had last weekend on top of the big junior day. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, the coach of the 49ers, was here. The uh, UT alum, of course, played at UT back in the day with Rod Babers and and uh, that crew. He was back as the keynote speaker of that coach's clinic. So we'll hear from that coming up as they uh, are more than halfway. Through the spring, and I guess the best piece of news at six twenty on a Friday, Buck. No, no injuries so far. Fingers crossed, right? Absolutely. No one's gotten. Not. Uh-uh. That we, I'm sure there's some minor dings and. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like anybody and anybody's had any setbacks to what the injuries yeah. that they did have, which is good to hear. Which led Sark to saying yesterday that he feels like you know, fingers crossed again that in two weeks they're going to have a full game. I mean, the, the, remember last year they couldn't even have a scrimmage. They didn't have enough offensive linemen who were healthy. Uh, so they just really just had a walk-through practice, it felt like, when you were there. Uh, but we'll have full coverage of the orange-white orange-white scrimmage with pre- and post-game and the game itself. And it sounds like from Sark, unless something crazy happens, uh, they'll be having a real game, like a competitive, let's-go-get-it spring game, which uh, depth allows you to do, and competition is what you want. You want to see these guys for sure. know, good on good, and ones or twos trying to earn one spots, threes trying to earn two spots. And on that depth chart, as they head into the offseason, and it does feel like that's uh, that's trending in that direction, which is a uh, yeah. That's exciting. That's exciting for the team. Well, I mean, it's the no excuses year for me. I mean, I don't. I look at that roster, the continuity on the coaching staff, what they've added. I there's no reason they shouldn't be playing in the Big Twelve Championship game in 2023. Um, you know, barring a rash of crazy injuries or who knows. But on paper, they're a team that that every has every opportunity player for player to play for the Big 12 championship up there in Arlington coming up well, in early December. Well, for a team that should, you know, with a, uh, an offensive line that should be getting better in its second year with these young guys, you would think the the run game will be of a premium, but I'm still just kind of skeptical of who's going to be that guy or who's going to be those guys and when, when it comes when the time really really comes, so I I'll just, I got to wait and see. Well, year 1 was 5 and 7. They improved by three games in year two to eight and five, and that's yep. I think a three-game improvement is what should be expected. And I think eleven wins um, with a chance for a twelfth, I think is kind of the, is where the bar is for Texas right now. And they they you, should be the best team in the Big Twelve. I agree. I agree. I mean, I think there's some challengers, but uh, TCU's re- reloading at pretty much every level for Sonny Dykes. I mean, we know K State comes back and they'll be good. Uh, Deuce Vaughn is gone, but most of the rest of that team comes back for Chris Kleiman. Um, Texas Tech has a lot of optimism. Kansas brings back a lot of guys. No, Kansas isn't winning the Big 12. I'll break it to you right now. Kansas will not be in the Big 12 title game. Breaking news. Breaking news. Ooh. 
You're taking never Kansas? Never. I didn't take them. No, I didn't <laughs> take them. But I'm not going to say that they won't be around. It's an up-and-coming program. Here's who I know won't be in the Big 12 title. Kansas. Say Oklahoma Texas, State. Texas Tech. Hold up now. I don't know, man. Joey McGuire got on, rolling man. out there, Come baby. Come on. Don't say that. I think they're in the that's they're they're gonna be in the, the when we get to July, Big Twelve Media Days in Arlington, there'll be some talk about Texas Baylor. Tech. I don't know what with Dave Baylor, because Dave Aranda's team's up and then down and then up. I mean, they're just who knows what they're gonna be in. And then they didn't really they had a rough recruiting year and the, they didn't significantly upgrade the quarterback position. Um I don't know. But you know, it's Dave Aranda. They were in it two years ago. Mm-hmm. I say no Oklahoma State won't be there because I think Mike Gundy I think they've kind of lost their way in Stillwater. I don't know what's going on there. And now Oklahoma, you know, who knows? In year two for Brett Venables, they they bottomed out to six and seven last year. You know, even if they improve, they'll still be a seven eight win kind of team. Uh, who knows with the new teams coming in? Houston Cougars, and they're not playing for it. Uh, BYU's coming in. Cincinnati's coming in. So you know, but again, I think Texas three games improvement starting in September. That's uh, eleven wins. That gets you in the Big Twelve title game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, if you get to eleven, you should be playing. Yeah, well, because you, I, you know, what's going to happen at Alabama week two? You're playing in Tuscaloosa. Can that be a win? You know, if it is, sky's the limit to the 2023 season. But obviously, I mean, not obviously, but it it should be pointed out. Texas goes into that game with a lot more continuity. It is a road game at Alabama, but Nick Saban is replacing both coordinators on offense and defense. He's replacing his quarterback. Um, he's got a lot of guys that are off to the National Football League, so but it he's is used roll to, time. Yeah, he's used to the reload. Yes, but point of fact, Texas goes in with a returning quarterback, returning entire offensive line, coaching continuity across the board on both sides of the ball. So, you know, and they were a point. You know, they lost by a point last year, so they have to. They'll go in there with confidence that they can be in that ball game and maybe steal a win in Tuscaloosa. That would be huge. <laughs> to a to a third year coach and a staff and a team looking to do big things in 2023 in their final year in the Big 12 Conference. So, all right. So we'll talk Texas football here from Sark coming up. Your team on opening day in Major League Baseball. What the Boston Celtics last night? They went into Milwaukee and well, they just slapped them around. Now. What a smashing that was! I don't even know what to make of that. The playoffs start in a couple of weeks, but um, you know, it is the NBA at the end of the regular season. Hard to draw much from it, but that was pretty impressive for the C's in the NBA. We'll get to all of it. Craig Way has his report this hour. B and E facts of the day. It's Friday on B and E. Glad you're with us. Hope you can ride all day, all morning, and all day long right here on B and E. B and E. Friday on the horn. It'll be a rainy Friday. It'll be muggy for sure. 91 degrees. Let's don't let that damper your weekend. Weekend is here, and it's a good one all over Centex, all over the great state. There's a lot going on. We're previewing it with you here on B&E. Also, spring football conversation. Some of the thoughts coming in uh, from our listeners on the spring football conversation. Uh, this says, Alan Bowman, the showman, is the quarterback at Oklahoma State, formerly of Texas Tech and Michigan. They love him. He's the man. So, yeah. Alan Bowman is going to be the quarterback for Mike Gundy. Remember him? Texas Tech. Then he yes, went to Michigan. I do. He's on his third team. He's on the uh, the JT, he's on the JT Daniels plan. 
He's often hurt guy, right? <laughs> often hurt guy from West Texas, but yes, often injured. Hmm. Uh, this one says TCU will be a, be a precipitous drop off this season. Nothing runs through, and nothing runs through Lubbock ever. <laughs> That's true. No. This one says it all goes through Lubbock, guys. You know that. But uh, and yeah, fourth year for Alfred Collins. So yeah, he's only a junior, but a redshirt junior. Okay. Uh, and let's uh, pick that up. By the way, let me mention that uh, big day here in the building, our building, because uh, down the hall we have our great friends at Coke FM, our sister station, and they are announcing at eight twenty this morning the lineup for this year's Coke Fest event. Oh, the lineup. It's a huge day uh, in the building, and they work uh, tirelessly to put this lineup together and get the best acts for two nights out in uh, Hutto, Texas, coming up in early August, and that will be announced at 8.20 today. And then the pre-sale of tickets begins at 10 and runs through the weekend. Uh, we'll have more details on that coming up at 8.20 this morning over on Coke FM, and uh, be keeping up with the Coke Fest coming your way in August. The lineup announcement is this morning. Nice. Hey, did you see who threw out the first pitch at the Astros game last night? Speaking of music. Ty, did you catch that first pitch in Houston? Did not. And I'll give uh, ESPN and Carl Ravitch and that crew credit. They showed it. Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion put on maybe the tightest pair of white jeans you've ever seen and uh, climbed the mound and she because she's Megan the Stallion, Bob. Yes. The Stallion. How was her toss? Uh, okay. Uh, it was all right. It was all right. Low and outside. It's low. all right. But uh, David Hensley, the Astros' uh, second baseman slash shortstop, big 6'6 guy, he caught it. Made a little, little nice little short hop on the backhand side, and then went out and gave Wasn't her high a, and tight. No, she didn't bring the cheese. No, it was low and away. Okay, it was not <laughs> tight. She, uh, but he gave her a hug, and there's a photo going around of her, him getting a little squeeze on the bootay. There you go. The Don't miss out on that. He's got a he's got a mitt on. He got a mitt on. Yeah, so he's not getting any any touchy touch. But yeah, got but, a glove on that thing. But if you saw her in those tight jeans, it's hard to avoid the the buttocks. It's a it's a buxom thing. She's a beauty from behind. <laughs> yeah, and she's from Houston, of course. Yes. And, uh, they had Cody Johnson. Speaking of Coke Fest, Cody Johnson was the headliner at Coke Fest a couple years ago. He was singing the national anthem last night out of Huntsville, Texas. That was a pretty cool night in Houston. Arlington had a good day, too. Astros lose. Rangers win on opening day. But it's opening day. But you so know what all really matters? What? Is the Yankees won. They did. 5 nothing. Okay. Garrett Cole, dominating. Thank you, Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole. I almost he- gave y'all a perfect slate on Twitter. Stay yesterday. healthy. With the professional gambler tie. What do you mean almost? What is this horseshoe? What did you hand miss? Grenades? What did you miss? Well, I was four for five. But you, you know, if you bet, that'd be a nice day if you had made made single bets. Well, I did make two single bets. Good, but you did then, a six leg parlay or whatever. Yeah, Twelve one, one three leg, leg two parlay. singles. So up 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 a unit. Up a unit. Yeah. I, but you, if you just made four hard. single bets, five single bets, you would have went four and one. Well, scared money don't make money. There you go. Well, smart money makes more smarter money. I don't know. I'm up Play 35 the units this, hey. this month. It's been a good Never month. Never turn your nose up at a profit. Just saying. Right? Not, I've never been big on the parlays. I think you're. they're statistically. They want you to do that. They want you to do that. Yeah. Well, my my numbers would, would argue. Okay. Oh, he's a professional, though. There's a difference. That's me and you. He's a pro. Well, I, I just. Real pros in Vegas, which he's not, do not play parlays. You're not a real pro no. yet? When do you they get don't your... play six-leg parlays. Well, what do you have to do to become a pro, like a real pro? I made more ma- money doing that this month than I did working here. <laughs> that ain't saying much. Well, welcome to the radio ranch. <laughs> yeah, really. What is it? Payday today, too. I just saw that go in. Go, uh, there we go. But uh, All right, let's hear from some uh, from Steve Sarkeesian. We mentioned that we would, and uh, we were talking about the progress. He, he highlighted some guys that he feels like are having good training camps, spring practice workouts, and have had a good winter. 
Uh, two of them include Quinn Ewers at quarterback and then uh, Al, um, Alfred Collins at defensive line here, Sark, yesterday. Yeah, um, I think a couple of things from Quinn. I think Quinn had a really I think Quinn had good winter conditioning kind of offseason. Um, I think he got himself in really good shape. Um, he definitely feels more comfortable. Um, it, it, you can almost uh, a sense of, you know, he's throwing the ball very naturally, very comfortably. Um, you know, I think from a decision-making standpoint, the reads are just happening that much quicker, uh, that much more decisive. I think the management of our style of offense, right? The, the shifts, the motions, the tempos, the, the varying tempos, all those things of, of handling that aspect of the game. I think you're seeing growth. I think it just looks like a guy who's in year two and is growing into year two of, of, of the, from a comfort level, not perfect. And, and I don't expect him to be perfect right now. I mean, we challenge him every day and the defense is challenging the offense every day. And we're, we're putting new things in. There's some things we're looking at that, that maybe we haven't decided, are we going to put and have as, a part of our offense. And so that can be challenging on a quarterback because there's some newness to, to what we're doing. But at the end of the day, I just think his comfort level, uh, but also I think his, his intent, right? I mean, he, he was very intentional this off season of getting himself in a, in a, in a really good space physically and mentally. Um, and I think it's showing um, throughout the first eight practices. I think Alfred um, has taken another step. Right. Um, you know, we, we talked a lot about Alfred a year ago about it wasn't about the talent. It was about the consistency in the play and his style of play. And when Alfred plays that way, which he's doing right now, where he's consistent at the point of attack, he can use his length. He has great athleticism. He can close on the ball. Um, and and he, when he plays really violent, like he's doing right now, he's a he's a real problem. And uh, I think that we've seen that here the first half of spring from him. Yeah, I mean that sounds good for 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 Quinn. It really does. It sounds like he's really comfortable. His body and his shape means an awful lot. Him getting into that kind of that kind of physical shape means it, it helps his confidence and what he does. I mean, he's not I, he's probably not as dumpy as he looked like he did last year. Dumpy and lardy, you know what I'm saying? What what are you saying? Well, I'm just saying I mean, when you feel it. good, when you look good and physically, and you feel good physically, it really helps you mentally and making your throws and you know. Escapability. He, he he looked dumpy to me last year. About Quinn or you talking about Alfred? Quinn, not Alfred. I was going to say I've never Alfred thought of Collins. Alfred Collins looking no. dumpy and large. That guy, that guy didn't. That well, guy's never looked anything but but lean and mean. Yeah, and lean and mean. Powerful. Well, lean. I don't know about mean. Was that he, more his hair and beard? No, it's just no, his body. His body shape. Yeah, I think he is. And you know that that was also mentioned that his body is in better shape. He's sure. looked to be moving more quickly. And yeah, this text says I, I, at times Quinn Ewers look too comfortable at times, almost lackadaisical, and that's true. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Sometimes it just look too casual for him, and I admit that's just his demeanor. But sometimes people, when they are uncertain, they, that's how they react, right? They get, uh, they just, they, they, he's got to break out of that comfort zone and become more assertive, uh, more technical uh, mm-hmm. with his footwork, uh, more, you know, committed to what they're asking him to do. That helps but also, when you look phys- when you physically are better. That's right, and and when you're, but when you can combine the two, right? When you when you're you've you've repped it so much, and you you've paid attention to the to the footwork and the 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 technical part of it, then you can bring a calmness to it. Well, then that's when the two come together, and you can play with your natural, you know, mindset when you're not thinking about things all the time. Uh, we'll see if Quinn Ewers can take that big step, and obviously Alfred Collins. But look, those two guys. This is not hyperbole. Those two guys are in, are high level NFL players if they play to their level. 
Those are those, those kind of guys, right? Five-star players, if they continue to develop their bodies and their yeah. minds and they play to their you, level, they're going to play on Sunday. You, you can't teach Alfred Collins what he needs right now. No. That's that's within him now. He's at that point. He's a senior. That I mean, he's at that point where it's about him and about how he's going to perform every play. Well, and you if, know, and as you saw at Illinois with a guy like Jeff George, you know, if if this guy Quinn Ewers continues to take the coaching and develop. He's going to be a Sunday quarterback. There's no doubt about that. He's got the the God-given gifts it takes to to do that, the natural throwing of the football. Uh, he will be a guy next year if he has a solid season. People are talking about uh, potentially for next year's NFL draft. I don't know if, if he's there yet because right now it's Caleb Williams and Drake May at, U, at North Carolina. But if Quinn Ewers has a tremendous third-year season, which is what this would be for him, uh, he'll be in that conversation next year. But he's got to put it put the time in and put the work in. Same with Alfred Collins, both of those guys. Our Sunday players, big picture. Another name that was mentioned yesterday is interesting. You know, we talk about the depth in the defensive backfield quite a lot uh, with the additions of uh, Gavin Holmes from the transfer from from uh, Wake Forest, with Jalen Catalan, the transfer from Arkansas coming in with the guys who were there last year, Ryan Watts at corner and Terrence Brooks emergence and Jade Barron and uh, Jalen Gilbo and uh, you know on down the list. Well, a name that, that Sark mentioned yesterday is Keaton Crawford. He said Keaton Crawford is somebody who has really jumped off the the field for him this year, this spring. Uh, you know, he regards him as a you know t- one of the top athletes overall on the field, and now mm-hmm. the mental side of it is catching up with his with his speed and his athleticism at the safety position. Remember, Keaton Crawford is a kid from East Texas who came in and in, in high school mostly played offense, but they they brought him in as a corner, so he was playing corner, and then. Now he's having to move to safety, and he's learning safety. Remember last year they moved him because they were looking for more speed in the middle of the field. Right. And that was part of the move of last year for Pete Kwiatkowski and Gary Patterson to move more speed into the middle. Well, you know, sometimes you, you can be fast, but at the same time you, you're playing a new position that's brand new to you. You've never played it, and now you're thinking way too much, and you can't be the natural you know, athlete you want to be. They're, they're starting to see that from Keaton Crawford, that he's one of their better athletes. Now he's you know, a couple of years into the safety position. And it's showing up. So that's another name to mention uh, when they when you start seeing how deep this secondary can be uh, coming. And if you again, if you combine an improved pass rush, where the team last year with Pete Kwiatkowski led the nation in pressure rate, but didn't get home enough. If you combine that with an improved ability to cover and play in the secondary, well, now you're getting sacks, right? Now you're actually your sack numbers take off because you're covering more and for longer in the back end, and you you have improved improved your your, your pass rush. And you get some finishers out there like Jamon Tapp or uh, Colton Vosick, Ethan Burke, some of these guys, or Alfred Collins, to finish the deal. Don't just get pressures. Get the sacks. Get the quarterback on the ground. Force the turnovers. Those are the things that will take this defense from what it was last year, which was much improved, to a, a really, really, really top-end defense. high-level defense, defense yeah. yeah. I mean, they it, got high-level players on this. Right. They definitely have high-level players in that secondary now. Well, and then if you combine high-level defense with high-level offense, well— you know this because we know what the number one goals of improvement on the offensive side of the ball are, and if that emerges with Quinn Ewers in an improved passing game with better receiver core, more continuity, well, this is why we're talking about you know eleven twelve win kind of team this year. Uh, it can be that, um, but you know that's you got to get there because right now so far Sark has delivered a five win and an eight win team. Yeah, and this kid Savion Red, this is going to be that's going to be fun for me to watch him. I mean, if he if he if he's getting in games and actually playing in games, and if he has the kind of spring and summer that it sounds like he's having, that'll be interesting to yeah. see a guy who was a quarter, running quarterback now go from wide receiver to to running back. We saw uh, Roshan Johnson do that, right? Went from running quarterback to 
uh, play running back, and it was pretty natural mm-hmm. for him. That's the early reports on Savion Red, who played wide receiver a year ago. And remember, Keelan Robinson's not doing much in this spring. They're being careful with him and Jonathan Brooks. So it's given a lot of opportunities to Savion Red uh, and Jay Yeah, those guys Blue. are getting plenty of reps. C.J. Baxter, those three are the primary ball carriers right now. And the uh, the early read is that Savion Red is uh, he's fine with the physicality. Can run between the tackles. He likes he looks for contact. He's he's good in the lane. I mean, he's got that Wayne McGarity kind of body. Yeah, he does. Oh, that's a good good comp right there, Mister Running Backs Coach. Uh, all right, we will come back when we do. We pick up the B and E facts of the day. Have some fun with Texas football opening day recap and Major League Baseball and preview the Final Four. And we'll break up the Mean Green of North Texas, Buck. They are your nitty champions. Champs of the Nitty. National Invitational Tournament champions. Don't sniff, sneeze at it, my friends. The Mean Green. Uh, We're back. Beanie on the horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. Friday on the horn. B&E with you. April Fool's Day tomorrow, Buck. Don't get fooled. Yeah, don't get I won't fooled be. by not anybody. On a, not on a Saturday. Anybody even do that anymore? Is April Fool's a thing for you, Ty? I mean, you're you're. It's what we love about this show, Buck. You're in your 60s. I'm in my late 40s. No, early 50s, and you're 25. So sure, late 40s. No, you're 50. Come on, man. Um, yes, but so yeah, we we have nice little age gaps, so we can kind of speak for the generations. And you uh, was. Because I know April Fool's for us growing up when I was a kid, it was a big deal. Everybody it was. Tried to pull there was April always Fool's something pranks. going on, yeah. You always had to be on your P's and Q's. Your dad would try to get you. Well, most of, those, would try to get you. most of those weird April Fool's jokes now, if you do them, people definitely would believe it's true. Because there's more weird <laughs> crap out there <laughs> right true. now. That, oh, I believe that's for real. That's, uh, I'm not falling for it. It's for real. Uh, well, maybe it is real. You know? uh, Ty, was April Fool's ever a thing for your... Yeah. Age bracket, okay. Right right in the morning when, you know, they're, they're, you just got to catch the people that don't realize it's April, April Fool's. Yeah, before every, everyone realizes what the date is because it kind of comes and you're not sure. I'll oh. get my girlfriend good. Oh, you will? Oh, yeah, because she wakes up after, like, you know, I'm here. I usually send her a good morning text, and I'll probably include something that will freak her out. I'll carry it on for, you know, maybe an hour, and then I'll say April, April Fool's. I wrecked the car. Yeah, I'll, dri- I'll drive her car to work tomorrow. My wife saw one of her cats laying in the street. No, no. don't you know? You can't go to pet death for April Fool's Day. No? No, that's too traumatic. Saw a coyote with the cat in his mouth walking across the street this <laughs> Hate morning. Hate to tell you. <laughs> I hate to tell you that. Wow. I don't no. think you can go there. That's not even funny. Mm. No, I can't go there. I can't mess with the animals. I wouldn't. Because that, doesn't, that doesn't work. Our cat's like my wife's emotional support animal. They would not be good. Emotional support cat. Sweet. <laughs> No, I didn't. Uh-uh. No. No. I would know. That's like, uh, even even if it's for a second, that would be not be not be kind. Oh, my wife didn't. She didn't understand why the cat had the bird in its mouth on the back porch yesterday. Because they're blood. predators? Because that's what they do. They're predators? Yeah. That's like a house dog. Dogs aren't predators, right? Dogs are. I don't know. No, not... well, they can be trained to be, but like cats are natural like the, like the pit bull at the dog show the other day. Well, those are <laughs> aggressive dogs, and you can train them. But like by their breeding, cats are cats. I had a dog. Cats that used are going to catch, hunt. That used to jump up in the air and catch like birds out of the air on campus. Could get oh, them? for sure. Oh, oh yeah, rats. Yeah, dogs don't hunt. I mean, they'll, nah. you teach them to hunt, but like naturally, they don't. No, like, cats are going to are going to be predators. Yes. Period. Mine's End in, of story. My cats enjoy uh, lizards. They like to eat the tail part off, like it's a like it's a real treat. Well, it grows back. Delicacy. They'll eat well, they that. They'll leave them alive, though. Oh no, they'll leave it. They'll leave it alive. That thing will have half a tail. They got the good part, the tasty part. 
think that's my favorite all-time show, Nature Channel, Big Cats of the World. Oh, of, of you the do world. like Big Cats, don't Dude, you? that thing's awesome. They are something now. You see these cats all over the world and different, uh, and these are wild cats, but man, it is awesome. But there's nothing better than to see, you know, when when the family goes through the 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 uh, the, the African DOE where the, they switch places, switch cars, and what was it, the, the, the lions catch them switching cars or something? Remember the lady who got out of the car to get to the other car? The line got to her. Oh, first. and then like the the the, <laughs> the drive through and oh, see yeah. the lot, see the cats. I would never. That's never going to yeah, be me. She, ever. She, that was the last time she got out of the car. <laughs> yeah, that was it for her. And her husband didn't try to help her. Oh no, he rolled <laughs> up the windows. I'm out. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, so be advised. Tomorrow, factually on some facts of the day is April Fools. Yeah, it's, Major League Baseball opening day games were 26 game minutes shorter than uh, last year. Pitch clock working. You know, the Astros have won 10 openers in a row. 10 in a row. Decade of uh, season opener and wins ended last night, thanks to the White Sox. We'll get you details on that coming up. Rangers win their opener. And both the Longhorns baseball team and softball team with huge challenges north of the Red River this coming weekend. We will preview coming up. It's B&E on the Horn.